I'm glad I've come tonight to worship the Lord, not to be quiet, not to do anything but worship Him, amen. I didn't come to see what you had on or anything like that. I come to hear from Him tonight, amen. I want to be used of Him. I need your prayers tonight as we dive into God's Word. Uh, this morning, uh, we started a small sermon series that uh, I was talking to the brother during lunch today. And I said, I don't know how long I'll be on, on this specific topic. Um, whenever the Lord gets done with it, I'll be done. But I want to follow his word and follow his will. Amen. Can I hear from you tonight? He found you a place in Matthew 25. Let's stand for the reading of God's word tonight. Matthew 25, breaking in at the first verse. The Bible says, Then the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with them, with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, listen, the Bible says they all, not five of them, but all of them slumbered and slept. And at the midnight, there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went there to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you speak to us tonight. God, we, we come tonight empty. We come, Lord, ready to be filled by you, Lord. We need something from your word tonight. God, I'm just a vessel of clay. I pray that you speak through these stammering lips. God, that your word will go out and penetrate the hearts of your people. God, we thank you for this time, and we ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. You can be seated tonight. Afterwards, in verse 11, came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. This is for us all, this next verse 13. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Can I get an amen? amen? Here we see in this chapter, Jesus is continuing his message and he's dealing with end times and what is going to happen in the end times and how we need to be ready and looking for his appearing. Also, I felt like gleaning from this and 
looking at it as life application for us as well. Some theologians argue that you can't get life application out of this, out of this story. But I, I dare to argue that fact. It's a great life illustration for you and I tonight. This morning the Lord led us and I preached on fresh oil. Tonight I want to preach on with the help of the Lord on the oil reserve. We all need an oil reserve. I'm about to have a fit. <laughs> I don't know about you all. I can only speak for me. I need an oil reserve. Sometimes my oil gets awful low. I get awful low in life. Things bring me down. And I'm not as happy as I always am, you know. You may say, well, not you, preacher. You seem like you're happy all the time. I have a lot of hard days. You don't believe me? Ask my wife. We, we talk about it a lot. The ministry is hard a lot of times. Amen. Dealing with people and dealing with problems all day in and day out and the stress of life and the stress of a family and all the different things. I'll tell you what, it'll make your oil run really low. But I'm glad as we talked about this morning about the flowing of the oil, how the Lord, if we'll submit ourselves to the Lord and we'll seek Him first in our lives, what the Scriptures teaches us to do, we'll add to that oil every day, adding and adding, and He'll add to us and He'll bless us and we'll get so full, if you remember over there in Psalms where He says, my cup runneth over. And when it runs over, I'm glad... <laughs> There's another jar right there that we can catch that reserve in and it'll be for another time that we're going to need it, amen? So sometimes the Lord will fill you up so much that he'll run over, maybe get on some folks around you and help you build up a reserve that you can use when you need it. We need an oil reserve, amen? It'd be good if our country would turn loose of our oil reserve and we could see these prices go down. They talked about how we've got enough oil to last us for years and years and years and years if we would just use it and they're not using it. I don't have control of the government. You don't have control of the government. We wouldn't be paying almost $5 a gallon if we had control of it. But I'm glad the Lord has control of it all. I don't know about you, but I pray. Ask God to help our country, help our leaders. God, take control of this mess. We took for granted how good it was. And all of our Christian life, we have taken for granted the oil that the Lord has supplied to us. We have taken for granted the reserve of oil that the Lord has given us. Can I hear from you tonight? Number one, I thought about, when talking about oil reserves, the Lord likes to work on threes. He loves threes. And that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. We can have fresh oil today on the first day. I believe that with all of my heart, we can have fresh oil today. Not only did I get fresh oil when I got born again, and he gave it to me then, but I can have fresh oil again today. How can I do that? You look in verse 4, he said, But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Each one of us have a spiritual lamp. And we're supposed to be taking that lamp with us as we go out into the world. Well, how do you know that? Well, because he said, let your light so shine before men that they'll see your good works and glorify you. No, to glorify the Father. That tells me I've got a lamp to shine. 
We had, we had passed the torch preaching here the other day, just like a lamp. So these men would preach with this lamp. And we're to carry that lamp and be a light for the Lord. That's what verse 4 was talking about. These uh, virgins here took their lamps trimmed with oil with them. The wise, the wise ones made preparation for today. Have you made preparations for today? Are you living today like your oil is going to last forever? Everything's going to be wonderful forever. You need to never study the word of God. We don't have to worry about participating. Our oil is good. We've got plenty reserved. I'm in good shape. You ever notice how lazy we get when everything is going good? All the bills are paid. There's money in the bank. The jobs are secure. Man, we get lazy, don't we? Or is that just me? I think we're all like that to a point. But you let the job run out. You let the bills start getting due and, and the money's running out and the groceries are getting low. And I'm telling you what, you'll start digging for your reserve real quick. We'll look at each other and we'll say, honey, we're going to have to get into our reserve. It's getting low. And we can go to the Lord. And I'm glad the Lord start filling that cup up again. <laughs> and it'll start running over. I hope some of you are getting this tonight. I'm not just here just to be here tonight. I'm telling you, we've got a reserve we can depend on tonight. He's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our reserve tonight. In Matthew 24, verse 42, he says, Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. Some of you have lived longer than I have. And all of your life you've been told the Lord's coming. The Lord's coming Get ready, the Lord's are coming. Even his disciples said, Lord, tell us when these things will be and when shall be the end. All these things that will come to pass, he's telling them to watch and be ready. Get your oil ready because I'm coming. You need to be watching. You need to be praying. You need to be looking. You need to be doing a self-examination uh, 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 of yourself and see where you are at in the Lord and asking God to cleanse your life and use your life and fill your life so you have that fresh flowing of the Lord's oil in your life. You ever got around a stagnant Christian? Ain't that depressing? How you doing, Brother Greg? Ah, oh, I'm so... Ten minutes later, you're like, whoo, I wish I'd have never asked him that question. I don't like to be around people like that. I want to be around positive people that's got oil flowing in their lives. Now, I may have heard how bad a week he's had, but to talk to him, he said, man, everything's going great. And that's a great encouragement to me. You know what that does? That fills my oil on it. <laughs> I'm drawing off of him now, and God is blessing my life through him. God's using him to help my life. We must be ready at all times. In 2 Corinthians, the Bible says in chapter 4 and 16, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, this inward man, he's renewed day by day. He's renewed every day. How do you get renewed? You just don't wake up one day and you're renewed. You've got to take time with the Lord. I found out in the 41 years of being saved, I can read God's Word even now, and things look brand new. Like it's the first time I ever saw that. 
and, and I've got marks on them. I got them highlighted. I can tell I've been there. I've preached these messages. I've been in this part of the Bible, but all of a sudden, fresh oil jumps off the page on me, and it fills my cup to overflowing all over again. That's why it's a living word. It's not a dead word. It's a living word. It's what we need in our life. Could you imagine what a shape we would be in if we didn't have the living word of God? I don't know if you thought about this lately, but these are God's words spoke to you and I. We're having a personal conversation. We're reading a letter, Brother Bo, that he wrote personally to you and to me and to all of you all. It's a personal thing to read God's word and let that oil flow in our lives. Amen. We're renewed day by day with fresh oil if we'll seek him first. That's the only way it's going to happen. You ever got up, went half your day, maybe three quarters of your day, maybe went to bed, laid down, and just thought, uh-oh, I never even talked to you today, Lord. I am so sorry. There's nothing you can do then but just repent. But it, it was his fresh flowing oil that carried you through the day and you didn't even realize it. He loves us unconditionally. No matter what we do, he still loves us. You mothers in here, your children disappoint you sometimes. Sometimes they break your heart, but does that break your love for them? If you love them that much, can you imagine how much God loves us. He loved us so much that he gave the best that heaven had. He pulled out the best old reserve heaven had, amen, and give him for us that we could have this right to come here tonight and hear the word of God. He wants us to seek him first in our lives, not second. We need to put him first. We can have old reserves tomorrow on the second day. Not just the first day, but we can have an old reserve on the second day. Even after you've done been with the Lord on Sunday, and it was wonderful, tomorrow is Monday. It can be the second day, and we can live in that reserve again for the second day. The reserve never runs out. <laughs> That went whoom, right over your head. I'm telling you, the reserve never runs out. I'm glad it's always flowing, always moving for you and I. In verse 5, he says, While the bridegroom tarried, they slumbered and they slept. Does that sound like you and I? Sound like me? We slumber and slept. There's a lot of times we come into these services and they'll be on fire, and the Holy Spirit will be moving, and, and it'll come by and blow on us, and it'll get us excited, and we'll start to try to get in a little bit. But what happens to those times when it's super dry and nothing's moving? Are you just going to put the cap on the oil and say, I'm not even going to participate? Are you going to say, I'll tell you what, it's time now to pull out of the reserves. It's time now to step out of my comfort zone, lift up my hands, and say, yes, Lord. I want to bless your name because you've been good to me. Guess what? You could be in a funeral home right now. Your family could be visiting you right now. 
Their hearts could be broke right now, but God chose to allow you to live one more day so you could have a second day of reserves <laughs> to give him praise. It said it is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's his good pleasure to bless you in your life. Isaiah 40 verse 8, the Bible says that the grass withereth and the flower fadeth. He said, but my word shall stand forever. God's word will stand when nobody else will. It's the final authority. It is the truth and will always be the truth. They can do away with our Bibles. They can shut our churches down. They can tell us we can never be here again. We can't read our Bibles. We can't do any of that. But I'm glad they can't take that oil reserve out of my life. <laughs> Amen. It's still flowing. They cannot take Jesus out of your heart. We've got foreign nations right now, people that would love to have these 66 books. I heard them talking about them smuggling in China one page, smuggling it from house to house, and the families would share one page of the Bible. And they would read that page over and over and over. And then they'd pass it and smuggle it to somebody else. And they would read it over and over. They didn't have the whole book. They only had one page. Could you imagine being here tonight having one page in your lap right now? Talking about, oh, I'd love to hear the rest of the story. If we just flipped over somewhere in the Bible, over in Psalms, I just flip over, Psalms 87. His foundations is in the holy mountains. The Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all that dwelleth in, in of Jacob. Gracious things are spoken of thee, O cities of God. You think they rejoiced when they read that page? I'd say there was some rejoicing done. They wasn't sitting here quiet like this tonight, but their tears flowed down while they was in captivity, hiding out, saying, God is good. I thank you, Lord, for this page that I'm reading. And we got Bibles on every shelf in our house, and we won't even take the time to crack one open. Either say, ouch, or yes, that's me. <laughs> that's me. We, we take for granted the blessings of the word of God and how good that he's been. He's told them here, you're slumbering, you're sleeping while I'm coming for you. You're not paying attention. You need to listen, I'm fixing to come soon. You need to pray and seek my word so I'll let it flow in your life and be rich in your life and let it engraft in your life. That's what we need. We need to sow the word of God in our hearts instead of taking for granted that we're always going to have a Bible. Think about it. It could happen here. The shape this world's in right now, all it would take is a wicked, wicked leader to rise up and take it all away. What would you do then? Oh, that'll never happen. It's happening now in foreign countries. It could happen here. It could happen here. Look how much change we've went through in the last 20 years. You look how much attack has happened to the house of God, the people of God, the man of God. We can't let the devil blind us. 
and rock us to sleep like it's never going to happen. I'm telling you, we're right on the threshold of something big. How do you know that, preacher? Because I've been spending time with God, talking to Him, and letting Him talk to me and give me messages like this for you. They ain't always going to receive it. Everybody's not going to receive everything you've got to say, the witness that you're going to be, the, the excitement that you've got for the Lord. Everybody's not going to receive that, but there's a few that'll listen. And those that are listen, you need to get out of your oil reserve and let them have some, amen, and bless their life. John 16, these things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might, uh, might have peace. In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. He has overcome the world. Not just a little bit. He's overcome all of it. I preached a couple of weeks ago. Every knee's going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. From the beginning of time to the end of this thing. Every single tongue will confess that he's Lord of Lords. All the atheists, all the Buddhists, all of them that claim other gods besides him are going to confess who he is. They'll never be able to stand there and say, we did not know about you. You know why? Because he called men like me, Brother Greg and these other men, Brother Chris, and sent them out and telling people, not just us here in this community. You think about all the churches that are around. They're preaching the same gospel. They're trying to reach people, and people are falling asleep on God. They don't care about their oil. They don't care about the reserve. They, they just want what they want. You ever notice that? I went to lunch today, and, and, and people, I don't know what it's been this weekend, but my, my nerves of driving have been put to a test this weekend. I have run across every person that should have never had a license. I have been around those people in the last three days. And my nerves have been tested to the limit. I'm going to lunch after service today thinking about what God done, feeling good about how God moved, and, and I did what the Lord told me to do, and, and just going to lunch, and I look up, and there's a rocket coming at me, and it was a Honda, and a girl in that Honda, and she come up on me so hard that I just cringed. I was just waiting for the hit. She, boom, around me, and I'm like, what is going on? I'm already speeding in a 35, you know. What does she want me to do? I'm thinking, Lord, help me. I don't want to slam the brakes on, but I really do. Yeah. <laughs> don't act so holy because uh, you're right there with me. But I got to remember, you know, I'm trying to represent Christ. I'm trying to let the oil flow, and I don't want to let the devil cut it off for me. Amen. Do you ever get there? Yeah. We all get there. But the Bible tells us in Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. If you'll think for a half a second, God will help you through that mess. He has me all weekend, and he'll help you. Here are these virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. Five was doing it their way. Five made preparations for the future. Five didn't. I wonder which one of those we are. 
we all have to answer that question. Am I being wise about my Christian life or am I being foolish? Am I doing what I need to do for Christ or am I just living it my way? Are my lamps burning? It's good. I came to church this morning. God bless. Come to church tonight. It's a good night and I enjoy being here and I'm good to go for next Sunday. This is where we come and worship. There's where we go work. When you go out them doors tonight, you might as well be punching a clock because we're going to work for the Lord. Every single one of us has got different things we'll be doing this week. Some's got hospital visits, some's got doctor visits, some's got surgery, some don't, some will be home, get to clean the house, mow the yard, do your thing, some's got to work all week long. We all got different things to do. But I wonder what we'll do. Will we be wise or will we be foolish? Have we made preparations? Do you know going to church don't save nobody? I said going to church don't save nobody. But we're commanded in God's word over in Hebrews to fail not to assemble ourselves together. Why? Because I need to hear your testimony. I need to hear how you've overcome. I need to see you worshiping the Lord. I need to see you happy in the Lord. What does that do? That causes my oil to start bubbling. It causes me to pull out of your reserve and we start working together. God starts pouring it out and we can all leave here with a full reserve for the Lord and go into the world and be a light for the Lord. That's what he wants out of our lives. One of my favorite scriptures that I quote a lot and I send to you all and I believe it with all of my heart is Isaiah 41 in 10. I love this verse. Listen to what it says. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I am your God is what he's saying. I will strengthen thee, yes. I will help thee, yes. I will uphold thee with thy right hand of my righteousness. Yea means yes. Yes, he will do it. Yes, he'll be there. Yes, he'll take you through if you'll let him. I said it again this morning, and I'll say it again tonight. He is a perfect gentleman. He will not twist your arm and make you serve him. You can let the oil go stagnant in your life if you want to. But you need to get it out every now and again and shake it up a little bit. Say, look, devil, I'm shaking it up. I'm going to turn things around. I'm not going to do like I've been doing every single morning. I'm going to switch things up a little bit and be smarter than he is. Make preparations and be part of the wise, not the foolish. Because as we slumber and slept, the Lord could come. Talking about not only do we need fresh oil the first day, and not only do we need reserved oil the second day, but I'm glad on the third day we could get an oil change. <laughs> what do you mean, preacher? Someday soon the Lord's going to change my oil. I'm going to change from here to there, amen. And I ain't going to have to worry about an oil reserve no more. I'll finally be with him. All this suffering and all this tolling will be over and I'll have a permanent oil change that'll last me forever, amen. 
It'll be good when we get there. We need an oil change in our life. Amen. I hope the Lord will let me preach it next week on the oil. I may preach it next month on the oil. Whatever God wants me to do. But we need it. But in verse 6, look what he said. At the midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. You need to go out and meet him. Go out and meet him. The bridegroom is coming. Church, he's coming for us. He's coming for the true believers, those that are born again. If you're here tonight and you're not born again, you can't be before you leave this place because we may leave out of here tonight. The Lord could call tonight. He could call this evening. He could call before it turns 6 o'clock tonight. He could call then. And where will you be if he calls? I'm glad that this oil change I'm talking about, Jesus told his disciples over in John 14. <laughs> he said, in my Father's house are many mansions. He said, if it were not so, I'd have told you so. But it's so. I go away to prepare a place and if I go away to prepare that place, I will come again and receive you unto myself. I'm glad he's not leaving us here, but he's coming to get us. I'm going to receive you unto myself that where I am, there, all of you all, we're all going to be there. We'll be there with him. We won't have to worry about old reserves no more, old changes no more getting our oil dirty from the world anymore. We'll be there with the King of kings and Lord of lords, the one that puts the oil out, the one that is our oil. He's our protector. He's our provider. He's our soon coming king. It'll be good when we get on the other side with the Lord, amen. I'm just waiting for the change. It won't be like when you go downtown and get your oil changed. You have to sit there forever and wait and wait and wait and go through all that. I'm glad that when that day comes, in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the Bible says we're going to be changed. 1 Corinthians 15, 51, the Bible says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound and the dead shall rise incorruptible and we shall be changed. That's what the Bible says. You need to read that to yourself just every now and again when your oil's getting stagnant. When you ain't doing nothing, you like it and you're having a pity party, poor little me, I ain't getting to do nothing, I ain't being used of God and all this that you're feeling sorry about, you need to let the oil stir up in your life. And if you feel like your oil's running really low, you need to work on the reserve part of it. Get in the word of God and get along with God. Get on your face and say, God, please speak to me. And guess what he'll do? He'll speak. Out of all these years I've been preaching, do y'all realize I've never stood behind this sacred desk one time? Not one time has God ever failed to give me what the people need. The biggest problem I have behind this sacred desk is trying to keep me out of it and let the Lord have his way. 
Because a lot of times we're trying to put our own input in it. I don't want my input. I want his oil to flow through me for the people, amen? And he'll do the same for you. You study God's word, you apply it to your heart, and when you get out and somebody needs something and they ask you a question, all of a sudden here it comes, comes out your mouth and you'll walk away going, how in the world did I even speak that? It's because we hid his word in our heart. And he, the Holy Spirit, can speak through your memory out your mouth for somebody that needs it. Remember the scripture he talks about, give no thought what you're going to say? Remember that? That's because if you're getting along with God <laughs> and letting that oil get stirred up in your life, he's engrafting that in your heart. And he's planting it in your heart. And he'll bring it back to your memory when he wants it to come out. Our problem is, is we get so consumed that we become unwise. I remember when I first got saved, I couldn't wait to tell people. I couldn't wait to get to church. I couldn't wait to do something for God. I was excited about everything when it came to the work of the Lord. But you know, it didn't take very long for people making fun of me. I was an 11-year-old boy trying to go to school, kids making fun of me, being in school and, and being a Christian, professing to be saved and trying to live right and they didn't understand why I wouldn't cuss like they did and tell dirty jokes like they did, go on with foolishness. I was trying to let the oil work in my life. I was trying to listen and be wise to what the preacher was telling me. But the devil said, don't worry, come over here. It'll be okay. You can study that next week. And the next thing I know, I'm two-stepping with the devil. I'm going further and further away from what God wants. Y'all understand tonight? And if you think being saved a long time is going to keep you from this, you have fooled yourself. He works on the older Christians as hard as he does these young people. He don't, give, he don't give up just because you got some gray hair in your head. He does not give up or you ain't got no hair at all. <laughs> he works on all of us, amen? It doesn't matter because it's really about getting back at God. So if he can wound his lambs and keep them away from his will, then that tickles the devil to death. But you know what I'm glad of? The oil is a representation of the Holy Spirit. It's drawing me the whole time to go back and go back. As much as I try to go this, it's drawing me to go this way and drawing me back to his will. If I'll just be willing to go, he'll put you right back where you need to be. And, then, and if you still try to wear, he'll send you back. He'll wayward over here and he push you back over here that's, that's the Holy Spirit's job is to keep you in line why? until the bridegroom calls and we have our lamps trimmed we have them trimmed shining ready to go and we're going through shining the light for the Lord let your light so shine before men that they'll see your good works and glorify the Father, which is in heaven. It's not for you to receive the glory. It's for him 
to receive the glory. So I tell you tonight, in Luke 21, 28, and when these things begin to come to pass, all this trouble, all this trying, all this pulling you one way or the other, seem like you never can get on track where you need to be. He said, don't be dismayed. Look up, because your redemption is drawing nigh.